On this episode of Progressive Palaver, the group talks to Total Mass Retained. Hi and welcome to Progressive Palaver, a group of lifelong friends and appreciators of music discussing the greatest progressive rock bands album by album. I'm Joe Beauclair and on this special edition of Progressive Palaver, Ken Gregory and I are joined by our very good friends Mark and Joey from Total Mass Retain. What's going on, guys? Hey, How's guys. Going, man? Just uh, just hanging out here on a Friday night. This is unexpected and very, very cool. I like spontaneity. I'm a big fan. It's a well, party. I, I, I really wanted to do this. We got to decompress with Tom and Ann after Progstock. But, you know, bring it back home a little closer to the, the guys who turned us on to the festival. And let's hear how, you know, they experienced their set. And let's hear how they experience prog stock. You're going deep into the murky waters right away. What did you think, Marcus? Joey Diaz over here? Can't <laughs> <laughs> just well, likes to dive right in. We had a pretty wild time. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was uh, a pretty small, you know, place for us. But, uh, you know, basically the crowd made it a, a special thing. They were very into the music. Uh, you know, obviously... Being that it was before a Prague festival, of a room full of Prague fans who, who I'm sure you know mostly know yes, you know who doesn't know yes in the Prague community. So it was basically a, a, a great show because the, the crowd loved it and, and there was a great connection between you know us playing and, and them. And there was parts where it basically seemed like they were meditating to like you know parts of Close to the Edge and, and other songs. So basically, you know, it was a great time. You know, small stage, you know, not, not much of a stage, but great show, great performance, and, and the crowd was, was amazing. You know? it felt like the Long Beach 78 version of Close to the Edge. <laughs> <laughs> that was very well said. So you, I let Mark go first because I'm out of control over here. I would have said something silly. He said something nice. <laughs> well, I think we, we had a, room for we both. Had a great it's okay. Time. We rocked the hell out. So we were on our way from the Bronx after work. Drive into Jersey to play the gig. Like, what the hell are we doing? You know, we got we got psyched up by the time we got there and set up. And then, uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people. Everybody was hyped. We played a really cool set list. The band was on fire. I really enjoyed that. It was a fun performance. And uh, yeah, everything Mark said was was very true. But we also had a great time. We rocked out. We partied hard. Rock and roll. We also had some some special guests. I mean, uh, Gary Green from Gentle Giant was was at the show, and uh, he was you know at least three rows down center, and I think some guys from Saga were there as well. So really, that's I mean, great. Yeah, it, it was it was it was pretty amazing, and uh, you know, being a big fan of Gentle Giant, it was you know pretty cool to have Gary Green watching me play, and and you know we got to hang out a bit after the show and, and talk a bit, and it was you know. The show was great. It was it was a fun time, you know. I, I mean, cool. obviously, I wasn't there, but Ken sent uh, sent a couple of clips on our group chat, and like you guys said, it, it 
the music sounded smoking. You guys seemed like you were really on fire. And I guess at this point, playing in front of these, you know, th these these famous musicians that that you guys admire, it's like old hat. You you do it all the time now. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I mean, <laughs> kind of. I mean, at the first show, we had you know Percy Jones that came to our our first ever show. Well, okay, that's true. We've had a lot of cool people see us play. But it's not tiring. Oh, uh, he's a true gentleman, Percy, man. That's awesome. Well, Percy's the man. Percy's well, the, we, we got to hang out with uh, with John Goodall from, how do you pronounce it? John Goodall from, yeah, John Goodall from, from, from Brand X. X. I mean, we partied with yeah. him. AK, we, 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 we talked about booking a tour together, but we had a couple of drinks too, so <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But actually, it, it was very cool. We hung out with a lot of people and... So that was actually your question, right? The, the pre-party was great. It was cool to oh. be able to play. and yeah, then let, let, let the foundation, because you guys are meticulous. You hire your own sound. You hire your own lights. You, you do things the way you want. So when you roll into a festival, how, how, how do you work with the changes there? And uh, how do you feel that, that worked out for you at Prague Stock? It was very simple. They just had professionals do it. And... Bob Richardson's the guy who did it, and he kicked a lot of ass. He did the sound. And um, we didn't do our full-on Rob Russell from Prognosis light show, but that was fine. It was, it, was, it was still lit, bro. It was basically, you know, a nice raw show. It was like one of those, you know, no lights. It was just all about the music and performance. There. Had a, a raw feeling compared to maybe the, the, the Brewski's vibe that you guys give. Exactly. It's one of those, you know, rock and dirty shows, you know, it's just, just, just them rocking out, no, no lights, you know, no cameras. Well, there was cameras there, but, you know, I, I think you get the idea, you know, we were just there to, to rock out, you know, and like I said, the crowd loved it, you know. Yeah, how about recordings after? Did uh, did you have friends and family uh, capturing that stuff? Yeah. A bunch of people posted videos. I we think he's probably a, referring to like the the camera setup that we had up, you know. Yeah, yeah. So our buddy Eric Nielsen, who I have a long history with, good friend, he he recorded a couple of camera angle video, and he also captured the audio. So we didn't capture the audio into the board. We had sort of like a, a moment after where Joel was like, "Oh, we should have <laughs> recorded the masters from the board," and. and he was right, but we got some good audio. So I've, Joel's actually mixed it because he's a beast. So he went and mixed the audio from the show just to enhance it a bit in terms of the quality of the sound because it wasn't a direct board recording. It was microphone recorded. So Joel mastered it a little, really, is what he did. And then uh, we're going to put some videos together. Um, yeah, so that should be pretty good. It'll basically be a official, unofficial but mostly official bootleg from Total Master Tame. Officially nice. unofficial. I like yeah. it. I like officially unofficial. Are we going to get uh, a vinyl pressing of that? Just, uh, just wondering. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, a, a quick limited edition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we just cashed our first million, so don't don't get too don't get too wild. <laughs> we got to be more responsible. The next million. <laughs> All right, Joe, you're driving while I move from the car to the house. Oh, okay. So, right. so one of the, one of the things that I'm curious about, um, since I wasn't there, and apparently I'm not astute enough to actually, you know, look up stuff on social media. 
what um yeah, and we kind of talked around this I think before before that set what was new for the the, the prog stock pre-party I mean did you guys break out anything new and exciting that people hadn't heard before or was it just sort of rearranging things that you already had had done it was it was things that people haven't heard before because it was the first time a lot of people got to see us or it was the first time they've seen us since the yes 50 party in philly right so we've transformed our set list a significant amount since then so almost all of the people in the room hadn't seen most of the stuff that we've added in the last year and a half cool so in that sense we played songs that those people were dying to hear the people of brewski has already heard those but these these are people who were dying to hear on the silent wings of freedom they were dying to hear the version of the fish that we do because you know how squire and white would get into tempest fugit yep and then they do sound chaser well we're doing the entire end of sound chaser so we don't just come in with the bass and the drums Mark comes in with the slide. It's all through the keyboard solos. It's the cha-chas. We do the whole fucking thing, and it's pretty badass. That's so, awesome. Let's also keep in mind that, like, you know, some of these fans that saw us in Philly um, didn't even get us to see, see us play classics because, you know, we couldn't play where Yes were playing at the right. time. You know, they were actually able to hear us play the, the staples close to the edge and Yours is No Disgrace and, and all the classics as well, you know. Heart of the Sunrise kicked a lot of ass. That was towards oh. the end. And that is a lot of, of the favorites. Philly, they, always say the Philly, they always say the Philly crowd's wild, and they definitely were. The New York, Jersey, Philly contingent knows how to do it. And there were people like standing around and rocking out. And I was destroying people from behind the drums. Mark was <laughs> looking at me, and it was like, you know, like we said, 78. Yeah, I absolutely love Heart of the Sunrise. And what a, what a freaking baller move having it. Encore being close to the edge. That's just I love that so much. Well, I like I like <laughs> I don't know the '78 concert that you keep quoting, but the big joke on the palaver is that the '78 is the statistical peak consumption of marijuana in the United States of America, and that explains so, why oh, Tormato came out. <laughs> that might be part of it, but basically, whenever we refer to it to a year. It's basically us referring to like the performance or, or or like a certain way that a song was performed. Like for example, like w you know, whenever we we're rehearsing and we we do close to the edge, we'll say, okay, let's do the '74 version. Let's play it the way that they did in '74, you know, in in Jersey or or wherever it may be. That's like the whole yeah. reference of the years, you know. So this times that you know we're on stage and we're about to play close to the edge. And say, okay, how, which way are we doing? Are we doing '78? <laughs> are we doing '72? You know, like, That's awesome. Crazy. What's crazy is like Joel will be like, "Ooh, yeah," and, and John's like, "Well, you know, I, I've listened to every of the, every one of the shows, so yeah, I know it." Um, and then Terry's like, "I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about," <laughs> and I'm not even gonna front. That's exactly the way it is. But you know what? That's also the band joke in a way. You know, it's one of those things that goes around the room, and we all have our lines, and it fucking works every time. Mark, it, a lot of it's about the dynamics. So we want you to feel like the way they made people feel. And part of that, I feel, is very intimately, in a sense, I know how it feels. I've been there. 
done it. I've seen it. You know, like I know how it feels. So I want everybody else to feel that. And Mark is the same and Joel is the same and John is the same and Terry is the same. And I think that's what total mass retain is about. That shit's real. You know, like also a lot of us have heard bootlegs and a lot of us share boot, you know, bootlegs amongst each other with, you know, yes, bootlegs and 74, 78, wherever. So that's the thing when, when deciding to play a song. You know, you know, being that it's a live performance, we sometimes refer to the live performance of a song that Yes does. So, you know, we'll, we'll sometimes pull out a bootleg, like, you know, this is such a great performance. Like, let's play it the way it, they're playing it here, you know? Sure. I, and that's primarily Joel's influence, right? D- didn't, didn't he take you guys down that path? Well, basically, I mean, I, 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 think, I think we can say me, him, I think we all actually kind of have the influence. I mean, we all kind of try to, you know, put our our voice in what we want to play, and and, and you know, sometimes like, you know, I think "Brother of Mine" was like a song that I wanted to play, and I said, you know, can we please play this? I would love to play it, and and we we played it, and it was great. You know, uh, I think Joey and Joel wanted to do like the silent wings, and we pulled it out, and it was great. You know, so we all try to add our input and and, and try to, you know. Let everyone choose what they want to play and, and versions and stuff like that, you know? So Sweet. I'm, you, I, I'm really glad you did both of those, uh, Brother and Mine and uh, Silent Wings. Um, and I'm surprised because Bro- Brother and Mine never really rang personally with me when it was on the radio. But now it does. I think just knowing the history of the band and and, and, and just seeing the evolution there. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, that's, you know, that's the whole thing, you know, there's, you know, plenty of, of, of yes tributes, out, you know, yes tribute bands out there and, and, you know, all, all power to them and all respect to them. But this is not also a deliberate thing, but we're just trying to set, you know, set aside the part from most bands and mostly just for the love of yes, we're just trying to play stuff that aren't, you know, isn't being played and, and trying to, you know, basically please the crowd with, with songs that, you know, we all, you know, we're yes fans. So we, play what we, we would like to hear out of the show as well, you know? Facts. Mm-hmm. There's times that, you know, we're making set lists and, and like, I remember that, like, there was a time that we had a crazy set list and I said, man, like, I wish I could just, like, not play guitar and just watch the show. You know? just, like, <laughs> probably there, yeah, probably the You said show. that about the Iridium set list. Because we just make this crazy, like, I, I, I you know, like I said, I, I made the set list for this upcoming show we're doing at, at Brewski's December 7th in the Bronx, so, like, it's just like you know, it's songs we've been doing, but I I tried to structure them in a way that just you know, just makes it interesting, you know. Yeah, we we sat down on a Friday night like this. We probably messaged Ken and said, "We're turning up. Let's do a podcast just to, for fun." So this is actually like a couple of times, a couple of weekends worth of like, let's turn up and do a podcast, and so we're turning up and do a podcast. You know. <laughs> Yeah, this was premeditated. It really was. <laughs> that whole time that Mark was talking, I ran upstairs and grabbed the next two beers. So <laughs> we're, uh, you know, paying homage to things like Wayne's World, where the rock and roll is. So anyway, we put together this Iridium set list to 2020. That's the date of the show. It didn't happen that way on purpose, but I was putting together an ad. And I was like, you know, do you write the number two? Do you write Feb? Do you write February? You're thinking of how to present it, and it just flowed to 2020. So that's pretty cool at the Iridium in New York City on Broadway, which is wild because 
many legends have played there. We saw we saw Billy Sherwood there. We saw Patrick Mraz there. I played with Patrick Mraz there. Indeed, yeah. that's be- beautiful stuff. That's out on the YouTube's, man. That's beautiful. Thanks, bro. I just organized my YouTube. Sorry, I'm talking about myself. I just organized my YouTube, which is Joe Cass. And I realized I got 15 videos I called Yes Members and Me because it was me jamming with different variations of Pat Mraz, Jeff Downs, Billy Sherwood, Tony Kay, John Davison. It's all captured there. A lot of Cruise to the Edge performances. So I was pretty cool. Like I organized it and I said, wow, pretty proud of that. These guys are my idols. And that's why I'm in a, you know, I'm a Yes tribute band. So anyway, the Iridium set list is going to be the most epic set list we've ever played. And the truth is, we we have been saying that we're doing Relayer at the Iridium, like internally. And I also knew, we also knew, Yes had been, it, had, it has been on the surface of Yes lore that they would be doing Relayer at some point. And potentially with Mraz after the 50th anniversary appearance and I hope I hope he ends up getting involved. Let's say if they do it in the U.S., maybe it's too expensive to go around Europe with a sixth man. Hopefully, if they do a U.S. tour in the summer, we'll see Mraz, you know, doing his thing. Jeff Downs was the man about how Tony joined in, so I feel like it's the right move business-wise. But we decided if Yes does Relayer, we really shouldn't do Relayer because that's their, you know, that's Thunder, you know, like. I was ready to start posting, yeah, we're the first band who played fucking Relayer since 76. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and honestly, that was going to be the that was going to be the mojo in my opinion and you know what? It's, it's it should be their mojo if they're going to do it. So we are not not playing songs from Relayer, but we are doing Close to the Edge in reverse order. We're doing Close to the Edge in full. We 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 signed a deal that said we'll definitely play Close to the Edge, but we also may be playing Relayer. Just didn't want to put it out there. And then, you know, the, the reasonable thing, the logical thing, the expected thing happened. They announced that we're backing down from doing the full album. But the show is going to be epic. And uh, we already sold a lot of tickets. So and there will be some surprise songs in there. Songs we haven't played. So, you know, it, it will, we'll keep the tradition of, of the, you know, the Total Master Chain tradition of changing the set list and, you know, keeping it interesting. We basically tried to, like, at least every show, try to add a new song. For, so even for December, when we, you know, coming back to Brewski's, we'll have a new song to present. You can spoil that one. Well, yeah, we, I guess we're playing, you know, we're, we're finally going to touch on, you know, one of our favorite albums, Drama. And we're going to be doing Tempest Fugit. Yeah. Yeah. Terry, was, yeah, I'm going to pick a song. Let's do Tempest Fugit. It's got a lot of new words to learn. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, we went that route. Mark, we've actually jammed it a bunch of times. And yeah, it's it's a song we're going to kick ass with. So we're going to do that. But we're honestly, I don't want to say what we're doing at the Iridium. I think the Iridium should stay. It's, you know, it's sanctity needs to remain in place because that's going to be wild. But we're doing Brewski's December 7th in the Bronx, Saturday night to party. And then we're doing Saturday, January 4th. At yeah. And it flashed. So we're heading down to to PA, which is like Ken and, and you guys neck of the woods, stopping grounds, whatever you want to call it. Exactly. But, uh, Paul's, Paul's yeah, neighborhood. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, you're in Paul's he, neighborhood he, on the fourth? Really? Yep. Yep. Huh. Mm-hmm. Come on, Joe, you're not keeping up with the news. This is like earth shattering shit. What's the matter? And I, 
And I'm hoping that you practice the Iridium show in Pennsylvania. You know, if just in case you need a place to uh, to to to, to, <laughs> to fire it up, right? We're gonna give we're gonna give the area its own show. Yeah, it's gonna be a a a, a full show. It's gonna be a special show. We're gonna do a crazy shot list. It's gonna be a, a, a real total master chain show, not a, not a warm up show. So the thing is, like again, this isn't gonna be an audience of people where only a small percentage have seen us more than once. Like barely anyone would have seen us more than once. Anyone who went to the Philly 50th anniversary official party and anybody who went to Prague side, those are the only people who are going to have seen us twice. There's going to be a few people who've seen us three, four times that have traveled around because they're crazy. Yes. Fans and they're great friends. And then you're going to have people like Ken who've been to, you know, almost all of them. My father is going to be wild, but we're going to give them stuff that they've never heard. They're going to hear it can happen. They haven't heard that since 84. And eighty five, whatever the date is. So we're gonna we're gonna kick ass with stuff like that. Um it's gonna be a real rockin' show, it's gonna be real high energy. We're gonna add stuff that we've never played before, we're gonna do for the first time there. But then the Iridium set takes it to the next level. It's 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 New York City, so it's like it's gonna be it's gonna be our garden show, it's gonna be our our Coliseum show, it's gonna have something to it that you know you've never seen yet. Damn I'm hype right now. <laughs> and you know can i tell you guys that iridium show is 24 hours after my birthday so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be celebrating oh, we're gonna be holding you up that night bud <laughs> but you know we'll be there to hold you up so don't worry <laughs> all right perfect that's pretty cool. wonderful are you gonna come in the night before uh, i'll figure it out i'll figure it out <laughs> are you gonna stay the night up it's uh Oh yeah, maybe that's a good idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. L live it up in the city. I mean, it's not it's not crazy expensive if Joe comes and shares the room with you. You know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> that, that, that just makes good economic sense, right there. <laughs> Joe, you got two choices. You can either do the fourth of January or the twentieth of February. But you know, whatever Four you do, choices. He has he has a third choice. You get to do both. I could, <laughs> I, <laughs> I could potentially do both. No, I'm sitting. I, you know, every time I I do this these damn podcasts with with you guys, it's like, oh shit! How can I get to the Northeast again? <laughs> I'm like pulling up, you know, airline tickets while we're talking and shit. So I'll I'll figure it out. Because yeah, uh, to be honest with you, it may not always be reasonable to travel, get on a plane, and you got to pay for a hotel. You got to pay. You're spending a decent amount of money just to make a move, but. If you were going to do it, then one of these two would be the, the first one to make the move on, you know? Yeah, clearly. Yeah, I mean, it would be totally epic uh, just to be in Kennett Square simply because it's it's Paul's neighborhood. Presumably, we could get him there with minimal effort. Um, he but, he but told us that we're all going to stay at his house. I said, listen, man, we're the fucking Motley crew of Yes Tribute bands. Are you sure about that? <laughs> he's got he's got a big house man plenty of room for you guys <laughs> it, it would be it would be fucking epic absolutely so that would be that would be totally totally killer but this you know there's there's something about this iridium show and you know you're teasing this set list and it's the day after ken's birthday you know that oh, there's there's a lot to recommend that there's <laughs> a there's a clip. If when we all make it to Joe Rogan, we're going to turn to that guy on the left, and he's going to say, "Pull up the video on YouTube when Chris Squire says, da 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 da." I actually recorded YouTube. it. Yeah. yeah, Mark recorded yeah. it, and 
and we're going to do the, the Close to the Edge album, but Mark said we're going to do it in reverse order. We're going to do it backwards. Siberian and you and I, and then Close to the Edge. And at Radio City in 2014, 14. Chris Squire's his like... Last, his last New York City his show. His last New York City show. New York City show. And we sat in the front row, me and my father, my friend Nick, and Anthony, the guitar player from Bubblegum Beatdown. It was wild. Squire blew my friend's mind. Never seen Chris live before. So Chris goes, <laughs> thank you, thank you. And you have just heard for the first time in New York City, the Close to the Edge album in reverse order. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah! And it was like this epic fucking thing. So we're going to get the sound bite. My friend Scotty is like one of the biggest yes collectors and all music, live music performance collectors. So Scotty, I said, listen, I need you to find the best recording of the show. And I want the sound bite for Chris saying that because we're going to play close to the edge. And then I'm going to hit the trigger on my pads and you're going to hear Chris's voice with the video piped in. Nice. Oh, that's, that's the sweet. Audio, the guy that does my, my light show, the guy that does our light show, Rob, also does video montages. And he, he he's really talented. He loves doing The guy's like, yeah, let's do it. I'll spend 10 hours and I love doing it. He's basically a... a, a a vital, you know, uh, he's basically not a member of the band. Yeah, he's a know? member of the he's band. He's a member of the band. He's yeah. a member of the band. He's such a member of the band. I said, hey, you got to go book some fucking shows. <laughs> 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 no, but actually, he plays in a Pink Floyd. It's a Pink Floyd Genesis. Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel tribute. And he, he's a great marketer. Like, he's got the American Pink Floyd tribute kind of thing going now. Because you've got Brit Floyd and Australian Pink Floyd. Right. And but, the, you know, the thing is... Chinese Floyd. The thing is, and, you know, I I wouldn't say that we take all the credit on this, but since he's been doing lights for us and, and, you know, we've gotten videos out there and pictures, a lot of people seem to have, you know, been requesting for him to be doing lights for them, you know, as well. So, he oh, you know, great. he's really taken off doing his lasers and, and smoke machines. Yeah. and Hey, I hope we've been a catalyst to him, but he's definitely been a catalyst yeah, he, to us. He's, yeah, he's definitely been, you know, a, an extra element to the, the shows that we present. And, I mean, that's, you know, goes back to, like, what, we, what we're trying to do. Our mission is to bring, you know, you the experience of, of Yes. I mean, Yes back then had lasers. They had, you know, smoke machines. And, and you know, it was a multimedia show. You had visuals and music. So Yeah. Well, you guys don't even know yet. We're still in launch mode, right? Where, you know, people are out there, you know, with satellites in space. But we're Elon Musk. We're we're, we're building the technology that's going to exceed <laughs> the reaches of what anybody in space is already doing. So sometimes I see, you know, what's going on out there, and I'm like, man, we got to get some. We got to get further. We got to get farther. We got to get bigger. And that's true. But we're building the rocket that's going to send us to Mars. So, like, we got the we got the, the from an instrument from an instrumental perspective. I mean, Mark's just been, like, getting the arsenal together, right? Like, we started off, we really didn't have four guitars on stage at once. That's an investment. You know, everything that we're doing is, is an investment, without a doubt. And we oh. talked to Roger Dean about a, a logo, and that's a potential investment. Holy and, shit. Did you really? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, like, basically, I mean, when it comes to my part, you know, when we started this whole this whole band thing, I basically was just on stage with my, my Les Paul, my, my trusty Les Paul that I, you know, basically my main guitar i play everything on it and you know we've been fortunate enough to to be able to you know get like you know a very x on stage you know you know due to a good friend you know helping us out you know getting one and another good friend helping us getting a a steel guitar so soon i will be having you know very and a steel guitar on stage yeah i just want to i want to pause that for a second i'm not going to name drop because they did it 
in private as like friends, but two different people without any knowledge of it hooked, like literally hooked it up and said, here's the Variox. Another guy said, here's a 1950s double eight fender slide. And we just had, so my father's a nut. I'm telling five stories at once here. It's so hard. They're all beautiful. <laughs> Back to the appreciation, because that I think is really important. A friend of mine who asked not to be named, and I will respect that, who I love, and we had crazy memories together, and he's accomplished things, and it's been amazing. He just said, I'm sending you my Variox. I don't want it anymore. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, <laughs> wow. He's just like, he's... he's <laughs> I've got I've shared rooms in London with this guy seeing yes on tour dressed as the king like trust me I've, I, this guy the other one is just a wild dude and I mean I've also become you know very good friends yeah. I've become very good friends with he's friends guys, with everybody you guys are friends yeah he's super friends he just turned around and said I gotta get Mark to slide the car yeah I, me and him were, were at a, a show when you know yes you know it was the Royal Affair tour and you know they had played against Delirium and, and stuff so after the show, the, you know, this guy who should remain nameless basically said, you know, I'm going to get you a steel guitar. You deserve one. And, and you know, we were, imagine able, that? And we were able to work something out. And, 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 you know, so now we now have a, a 1950s Fender steel guitar that's been fixed by someone who's worked with Gibson. Who's that's right. With, we were in Queens he, tonight. He's worked with Steve Howe on, on his gear. So basically we're, we're, we have now the, the full show when it comes to guitar at least now we have a guitar we have a variax for the sitar the 12 strings and now we have a steel so i mean i guess you can see where we're going with this you know yeah the only thing that keeps us from being legitimate is i'm not wearing a kimono like bill bruford in 89 that's basically the only yeah. difference now. well i mean uh, you can totally make yeah. that happen that's easy right oh, you want to know what? the only bad thing i'll ever say is i fucking hate an evening of yes music plus i hate it and it's the drums i can't stand the drum sounds thank you thank you and, and I was I was just going to give you shit if if you guys were going to uh, go for that obnoxious snare sound in in Brother of Mine, but you've already addressed. I won't the lie. Issue. I, I'm I'm actually a big fan of, of the thing because I mean, first off, it, it was Bill Bruford playing close to the edge that's material lit. that you know the first time playing it with, with Yes members. That's lit. And it was basically you're hearing close to the edge 1989. That was the way close to the edge sounds in 1989. That's a fact. That's the way I see it. That's it just what, wasn't know. as good as close to the edge. That was 72. Yeah. Um, not played it in a way that I don't like. He did some halftime stuff. It was pretty cool. I just can't stand the sound. And you know what? In everybody has their own biases. So I'll be the first to say I'm just a dick about it in my own way. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I just don't like it. But let me see. I was telling five stories at once. Actually, you mentioned Brother of Mine. I think I like the way I play Brother of Mine. I'm just going to go on record saying that I do respect Bruford a lot on that song. I do a lot of the electronic sounds that he does. Besides, but, but, you know, besides Joey, you know, basically fucking, you know, blasting, awesome. bla yeah, blasting on that song. Joel, who you know, <laughs> keep in mind on on the studio album, it's Tony Eleven playing a, a Chapman pick. And Joe fucking plays that on, on a, on a five-string bass. Joe's a beast. So he's, you know, he's he's playing basically what a, uh, what Tony Levin will be doing on a Chapman stick on a bass guitar. So I mean, he's sick on that as yeah. well. You know, the, you know, we basically that song's a very uh, interesting song to play. It's not, it's, not easy. it has a lot of melody. It sounds like a poppy song in some parts, but 
it's very very difficult to play it, it you know everyone needs to be on, on you know on on the same page it's true we, we need to be tight it, it's a very you i know, gotta count when we play that yeah it, it, yeah you know it's very it's very inclusive everyone needs to be on their on their game when we're playing that song you know but it's it, it's a fun song to play everyone loves it and you know i'm like i said i i, I remember asking the band like i really want to play this song like yeah you told me that like like i would love it it's one of my favorite songs and i was like the band hasn't played it no one's heard it since 89 like we, we need to play the song and it's become a a a you know a, a a staple for us you know a few times here and there we've never played it perfectly and i'll be the first to say oh that. yeah we've never we've that's, never played it crazy about we've it. Never, it it's always a it's always a, a competition it's not even a competition but it's always with a, ourselves it's with us yeah it's, it's an internal it's thing for like, us, like, like are we gonna know are we gonna nail this 100 percent today yeah. You know, we've never uh, well, had a hundred percent. You know, but, but I love that I like. Oh, I have to go to work right now. I got to try to play brother of mine well. It's a challenge. That's an amazing <laughs> feeling. It's a, cha it's a challenge for for everybody, and, and, it, and that's the interesting. Yeah. That's the interesting part about it. It's challenging yourself as a musician. Hell yeah! And seeing what the what you can do. You know, like I can't wait till we do the ancient. I I, I listen. I'm telling these guys, and I've been saying it. I I thought relayer was a ballsy thing to do. I told you our position on relayer. I'll say my position just in case because I'm the one who said the words. But our position, my position, why we're not doing it. I want to book like an eight show tour and do tales. You know, we got we got to make it worth it. But I'm ready to do tales. I told John Anderson that we should do tales because we were. I don't know. I'm name dropping now, but whatever. I'll tell you the story. <laughs> John and Thousand Hands, and I I bumped into him and I said, Hey, can I come say hello? Sure, Joey. How's it going? How are you? And I said, Everything's great. He said. Malcolm's here because Malcolm was our best friend and there's long stories about that and they're all flashing before my eyes but but I said to John I was like you know the most epic thing that I think that you can do is bring Tails back to life like if John Anderson came out with Tails and Topic Great Promotions right now live that would be like the most ultimate thing that Yes could ever do and it's John and it would blow the world away and we'd go to see it five times but I told him we'd form it with him. <laughs> so <laughs> you may, maybe one day you're going to see Tales from Topographic Oceans. And I'll still, Terry, we'll still keep you around, Terry. If John Anderson sings Tales with us, I, I always going to need help with my drums. You know what I mean? And, and moral support. No, Terry's the man. Straight up, Terry's the man. John's the man. Joel's the man. Mark's the man. John. John's one. I just need you to put half the effort that you put into Brother of Mine into Subway Walls and keep that in your set. Can you do that for me? It's not quite <laughs> half the effort. Um, <laughs> you know, like basically the thing is, like, you know, we love Subway Walls, but, you know, there's, we're basically trying to explore, you know, maybe other options of other songs that we haven't played, you know. We need Jeff. Hey, Jeff, there's probably a 5 6% chance you'll listen to this. 12 if I send it to you. <laughs> we'll do any of your songs with you by the way jeff if you want to do them i mean yeah well yeah we would love to play with jeff i mean but you know we've also like talked about playing fly from here the whole suite like Hell that yeah that was oh! joel's already got bass pedals that sound like the album and and i have a very actually i can get 12 strings like i get acoustic i have a steel so yeah you know that was something that we were debating playing like the whole suite of fly from here the whole 20 minute piece so, you know, like yes. there's so many options that we have, you know? Yeah, we're going to have to call this kid Danny Crone and consult on whether or not we do the, the, the Fly From Here original version or the re-release version on, what do they call it? Return uh, Trip. The re 
the return trip return trip yeah. and now you got yes music being re-released no we got yes music being released that was never heard before and this 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 new live at lion well it's is a it leon no that would be a, embarrassing it's, it's a re-release from the, the life of <laughs> lion or leon you know no, no disrespect but it comes with the extra tracks uh you listen know, to it today again. yeah the four the four new tracks that well you know that came out that were recorded in the fly from here sessions and they've seen the light of day now so yeah so i'll give two out of four of them in the presence of credit magnification credit the other two are beautiful but i didn't get well the other two don't have any chris on it or much chris on it or steve much steve. well one song has just like benoit and oliver and i thought it's just Benoit and Oliver, but I have to look, have to be respectful to that because they were members of Yes. So I got to take a step back and I got to think about it in that terms. But deep down inside, there was like the itch of like, where's my bros? Like, I want Alan, I want Chris, <laughs> I want Steve. So uh, it, it's not meant disrespectfully or, or in any sort of negative fashion. It's just the reaction that you get. Fair enough. But the first song and the last song were a journey. I loved them. And the last song... I listened to it with my father, and he goes, this sounds familiar. And, and it all dawned on me, like, I, I don't know what percentage, right? But the vocal melody, Gift of Love is the name of the song. The vocal melody, and the chord there's literally the chord progression, there's literally a guitar part, there's a vibe, there's a section. There's, that literally, they, Chris Squire and, and, and Steve Howe must have said, yeah, you know, maybe we'll... Um, yeah, maybe we'll take this song and we'll rewrite a bit of the parts and reuse this piece because that's what happened with Gift of Love is that they made it into the game and it blew my mind, blew my father's mind and I couldn't believe it because nobody posted it on Facebook that it was really many elements of the game of, of Gift of Love that they reused for the game because at the time they must have said, well, we didn't release these songs with Oliver so that whole thing fascinates me, it blows my mind and I posted about it and I don't know if some people might have taken it as like criticism and no it was really more like go back and listen to it the vocal melody is exactly the same even the nuances that I thought were like whoa that's an interesting vocal twist it literally came from the Benoit version I, I mean, heard it for the first time tonight yeah I, I can definitely vouch for what he's saying it, it, it's basically you know the game I guess when they have first written it and and it, being that it is from the sessions from Fly From Here, it was written before the Heaven and Earth release. So right. you, you can basically see where, the, you know, they basically re, like rehashed the song and then took some, some verses and choruses from it and, right. and tur turned it, you know, to a different song. Basically. They turned it into a different song. And, and, I, and I love that, actually. And, and some people are, why? Well, I, I haven't listened to the game since 2014. Heaven and Earth, to me, is an album that, well... I mean, I, I, I don't know, I'm dropping names. I, I was talking to Chris on the cruise, and he said, fuck it. I hung out with members of Yes. I partied with them. I'm going to tell you stories, or you're not going to hear them. You like it or you don't. What do you want me to tell you? We I'm love it. We want to hear them all. I'm sitting in a room with 75 Yes posters on the wall and scrapbooks of me, seven years old, in a bar with Tony K with my father, who's a nut. I can't help it. You're going to get stories. So... <laughs> You take it for what it is, or you, you don't like me for it. At this point, I don't give a shit. Come out to the show. We'll rock it out. <laughs> Did your pop kiss uh, John Anderson? 
<laughs> Did he kiss him on the forehead or what? It was a, it was a, listen, we're an Italian family. So <laughs> like, like he made a pass at John Anderson. He, he reached over. We were at a meet and greet and he gave him a hug and he gave him a cheek to cheek. I give my uncle that kiss. I give people I love that kiss. My father just being an Italian from the Bronx. So anybody who sees that video, now you know the fucking deal over here. Amen. Okay. All right. Pointed to, into the audience and said, that guy right there, the super fan, the super fan. And my dad's like, yeah, yeah, John. And John's like, oh, I shouldn't have said anything. Shh, shh, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> He's a fan. <laughs> because my, we were talking about it tonight on the way to Queens. So we had this guy who was a radio. I don't want to call him a roadie. I don't know if that's the right word. He was Steve Howe's technician. He, yeah, he, he was a guitar tech for Steve Howe, worked on his guitars yeah. and, and stuff like that. He knew the band since 72. He said he saw them in 72 in New York, and he was backstage, and he became friends with Steve. He worked with them throughout the 80s. He's the guy who worked on the steel guitar. We said, we got this instrument that is like, you know, uh it, what is the word I'm looking at? It's like a relic. You got to treat that the way it's supposed to be treated. And this guy is an expert. He handed it to us. He said, I'd hand it to Steve Howe on stage. That's how great the condition is right now. So we're literally going to start rehearsing with the slide guitar. Obviously, we're doing a new and I because we're doing close to the edge. We're going to do a new and I for the first time in Kenneth in, 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 in Flesh. That's my hope, at least. We just got Mark's never played a slide guitar before. So he's going to go home and start practicing and we're going to see what happens. But by the Iridium, we're definitely going to do, and you and I, and have the slide. But again, I'm telling ten stories at once. Uh, Chris was really excited about Heaven and Earth. He just really—I mean, he was really drunk when he told me. Uh, he was like singing it to me. I didn't know what he was singing, but fuck it, Chris Squire is singing to me. I'm going to listen. And <laughs> you know, he just was so excited about the album to come out. It was such a good vibe in the band, and that's I think what mattered. So when I listen to Heaven and Earth. I remember sitting next to Chris, my crazy friend, Smat from L.A. We were drunk. It was two in the morning, and he was trying to tell us about heaven and earth, and I had no idea what he was talking about, but it didn't matter. And when I listened to the album, I think of that, and I remember that this was just a point in their lives where they were just out there doing their thing, doing cruises, partying, wives, kids traveling crazy tour schedule my father yells about their tour schedules i would never make them travel from new hampshire to boston back to new york back to vermont you know <laughs> in the background <laughs> if he wasn't a lunatic they might actually have hired him to be the man <coughs> oh man I'm gonna all right so wh when you guys in, in, in seven minutes <laughs> when you guys get to uh kenneth square all right I volunteer for one of two roles, but I can't do them both. Either I can be your resident Andre Chimondale, and I will be Mark's dedicated guitar bitch. I will take care of everything. I, I will, I will, I will bring in your slide. I will bring in your variax, and and I will serve Mark. Or I can monitor your live recording, but I can't do both. Well, uh, I would definitely take that offer because I mean. I'm going to have a Variax. I might have the slide. We actually have to ask Andre first, though, right? Because the last time we talked to Andre, we said we were going to hit him up. Andre, we listen, we talked about a South American tour with Andre. You never know. Shit could happen. There you go. <laughs> I want to play <laughs> and I want to play Gates of Delirium on the moon. That shit will be crazy. I got to I got to I got to make a lot of money and talk to Elon. Well, 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 
back to your thing, Ken, though, I could definitely use the help, though, because, uh, like I said, I'll have all these things on stage. Not every song requires yeah. a, a, you know, Barry act, so I, I might need some help. All right, well, you, you know that uh, Joel and uh, Carolyn will be there at 10 a.m. at the club. If the show's at, you know, 9 a.m., and, and I'll be there, too, so. Listen, Joel is the only guy I know who it takes him three days to play one show because he's got to travel. He's got PA system. Like we're playing some places. He's bringing the PA system. I mean, Joel. All right. The thing about a team is that you got to all carry your team at some point in time, and there are many ways in which Joel carries the team. They are, but I could sit here and name so many ways that Mark carries the team, so many ways that John carries the team, so many ways that Terry carries the team, and so many ways that I carry the team. And that's what is, you know, that's what feels good. It's like we're all carrying each other through this. We're playing yes like it's supposed to be played. We're taking risks. So people post videos. Shout out to RB Kratz and Lori always posting videos on YouTube. RB Kratz and Lori, check them out. But the reality is we take risks. We make mistakes. I sing the wrong note. I got to pee. I need a Stella. These things happen. We're human. <laughs> we're not making money yet. So you know what? It's going to be the way it is. Rock and roll. <laughs> oh, man. We got, we got to wrap it there. We're ending on a high note. So, so uh, Mark, you got you to gotta, you gotta take, take us home. Uh, wh what's the most important here? What, what, are we, uh, what are we leaving this uh, interview with? Basically, you know, make sure you catch us January 4th, Tenet Flash, uh, February, February 20, 2020 at the Iridium. And basically, we'll have more shows coming to a theater near you. Uh, some crazy set list. You know, we're always going to be evolving with the set list. And uh, I think you should just give us a, ch a chance. Check us out. You know, check out our Facebook, Total Master Tain. Yes, Tribute Band. We have a website, Total Master Tain. And uh, yeah, you know, get your shit together and come see us. Get your shit together. Is that is that uh, pointed at me? What what what's the deal there? <laughs> how many people are listening to this and i'll tell you that's how many people we're pointing to all right if you like that, or if you want to just have a good time with people who are awesome come check it tmr we're going to rock the house we're going to have a great time and this is the way it should be amen amen to that can't <laughs> say it any better all right guys thanks thanks so much for um uh, you know, pre-planned, spontaneously popping up here on the palaver. I really, <laughs> I really, it's not, really. Uh, it's not Prague, you know, it's not Prague if it's not spontaneous. So there, you know, there you <laughs> go. But uh, I wrote you guys strong. Can I tell you this? I wrote you. The beginning isn't well. I was just writing my own riffs and everything like that. And normally, I'm like, oh, I wonder what Paul would sound like on this, or I wonder, you know, whatever. And then I was like, I wonder what Terry would sound like on this. And the beginning Ken, was in five. Ken, 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 quick thing. What's this deal with the with the whole vocal thing? Are you trying to sing? Are you trying to go do a metal thing? What, 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 what was the word on this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I signed up for um, a cheap uh, vocal oh, class. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was 37 bucks, and I'm, like, checking it out. And the guy is, you know, teacher to James from Dream Theater. And, you know, I guess he, he's James been around the block. Yeah, so 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 I was having fun because I haven't sung too much. You know, I did choir in high school, but um, uh, I really need to work because my my voice is like much lower than the average 
you know, rock singer. So if I want any of those rock notes, I, I really have to breathe the fuck out of my diaphragm. And, um, and I had fun with it. And then, you know, when they had a hundred members, it was like perfect. And then, and then because the questions were good, the group was good and I invited you guys. And then within like three days, they got up to 300 members. And I think, I think the group pretty much jumped the shark. So if you guys want to do, do one of those classes or something, go for it. I would love, I would love to just spend, you know, 45 minutes and, and talk about vocal training and shit. But, uh, you know, I don't want to play a metal song then. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to force it down anyone's throats. But I, I I do because you know just listening to uh, all the all the amazing bands at Prague Stock and stuff that my friends write and everything like that, I'm just like trying to get back into it a, a little more. I've been practicing in the car, so you know I don't know I don't know. <laughs> well, all right, man, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Joey, one of the exercises I do is called Doy Doy. You remember that one? <laughs> I remember the doy doy. You know, the only thing I have to ever complain about Progressive Palaver is that doy doy didn't make the fucking edit. So we're going to go back and remix that episode around Pink Floyd and get that back in, right, Joe? <laughs> Are you serious? It's not even in there? I think it's in there, Joey. I don't think it's in there. I think it's okay. We have to have some sort of a wager now because I'm fairly certain that it's in there. But I took it personally, Joe Beauclair. I took it personally. <laughs> Now listen, we're all going to be in person January 4th, Kenneth Flash. We should have like a live after party at Paul's house and just like, I mean, people love Joel so much that they would come and tune into a live video of him partying with his band. I say, I say we have a, I say we have the first ever, I'm not sure if you guys have ever done this, but the first ever Palaver podcast with, with video, and we, we, it could be all of us having a party. Yeah. We have never done a live broadcast, and I think that would be a perfect way to start it out. I say we do a live broadcast with cameras, of course, with all with total masterton, and you know, featuring the whole band. We'll have beers, you know, we'll have other stuff, and uh, you know, we'll just have a nice podcast. You know, we'll In, talk, we'll, we'll talk yeah. prog, and 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 you know. In my mind, it's like the, the it's going to be like Motley Crue, the Dirt. But then I also realized my boss and my uncle and my aunt are going to see this, so we'll have to keep it reasonable. Reason, yeah. yeah. We'll go yeah. for PG thirteen. Is that what we're going for? No, no, no. We're going for rated R. Okay, I mean, we're going to go full R, just not X. It, it, that Flash or NC seventeen. Sorry, we'll, we'll keep it PG thirteen. Yeah. You know, we'll keep no, it commercial. We'll do, we'll do it for Kenneth Flash because we're all going to stay at Paul's in the Palaver's house. Right. So it's rated R then. It's the first. Listen, the first thing we did in twenty twenty is lit. That's what that means. You know what I'm saying? Me. The first thing we do in 2020 is lit. Okay, we <laughs> are rated our podcast. So see, see sure. you guys. You guys are starting to make my decision for me here. I like this. This idea of of the after party at Paul's house is becoming more and more appealing to me as we go on. Joey Cass, I am going to go back and I am going to very carefully um, review. SCS 12, where we talk about Nick Mason's saucer full of secret, and oh. I will let you know if Doy Doy is there or not. <laughs> okay. Regardless. And if, it, felt- if it's not, then I sincerely apologize. I will do a re-edit, and I will make sure that it's in there. Uh, no, no, no. You don't have to do that. 
total mess retained. Thank you guys uh, again for, you know, spending some of your Friday evening with me. Kenny G, thanks for, for getting the conversation started. This was a, a an unexpected bonus and a much needed lift at the end of what was a really brutal week for me. So I want to, I want to thank you guys so much. Look very much forward to following you guys and your expanded adventures as we move into 2020. Sounds like the rocket ship is getting fueled up, Joey, and I can't wait. So um, I encourage all of our listeners, go check out Total Mass Retain wherever you can. And um, if you've got any experiences seeing these guys and you want to share those with us, you got any questions, please reach out to us the normal places. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Progpala or uh, search for Progressive Palaver. You can reach us by email at progpala at gmail.com. Um, Progressive Palaver is available for subscription and download on Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And we are, as always, hosted on SoundCloud. Total Mass Retain, you can find them on Facebook, right, Joey? <laughs> he, gives me, he gives me the rock sign. So uh, look for them on, on Facebook, and um, until next time, thanks for listening.